Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. The Informer Daily is recorded on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. At Joy 94.9, we'd like to pay our ongoing respects to Elders past, present and emerging. The Informer is funded in part by the Community Broadcasting Foundation, cbf.com.au. And of course, the members and donors of Joy 94.9. This is the Informer Daily for Thursday, the 2nd of April, 2020. I'm your host, Arian Potts. Today, your COVID-19 update. Some ways that the LGBTIQA community can come together online in this time. Why is Indigenous recognition in the Australian Constitution important? We talked to Linda Burney to hear her thoughts. Frock Hudson on what's on this weekend from a distance. But first, this update. This is Dee Mason with Joy 94.9's COVID-19 update for Thursday, April the 2nd. The CSIRO is testing two potential vaccines for COVID-19 today. The trials will see ferrets given vaccines and then purposefully exposed to COVID-19 four weeks later. Although this development is exciting, human trials are still months away and a vaccine is unlikely to be developed before the end of this year. Australians looking for work can now go to a new website launched by the federal government which lists all available jobs on the internet. Employment Minister Michaela Cash said the government wants to connect Australians with work. This comes as over 500,000 businesses apply for the JobKeeper benefit. A relief package has been announced to ensure businesses in New South Wales, Victoria and South Australia facing financial distress will not have their electricity or gas disconnected. The package from Energy Networks Australia will see new payment plans for large retailers, full tariff relief for the most affected small businesses and rebates for businesses that default on payments. COVID-19 is now in the Amazon rainforest. An Indigenous woman has tested positive for the virus. Her tribe lives 900 kilometres away from the city of Manus. Indigenous groups in remote areas are at a greater risk if they contract COVID-19 because they don't have easy access to healthcare. AFL boss Gillan McLaughlin says the AFL season could start again after June and the league would consider playing a season with less than 17 rounds. This announcement comes as club members begin to seek refunds, which could financially cripple many clubs. The new powers which allow police to fine people who break social distancing restrictions in New South Wales will be in place for 90 days. New South Wales Police Commissioner Mick Fuller said he won't try to get an extension on the timeline as he believes people will have got the message by then to stay indoors. An agreement between private and public hospitals in Victoria has been finalised, ensuring they will work together to ease pressure on the public healthcare system. Both private and public healthcare facilities will be operating at full capacity under the deal and all healthcare staff will keep their jobs and remain in the system until the end of the pandemic. Tasmanian Premier Peter Goodwin is foreshadowing further measures to prevent the spread of COVID-19 in the state, following another confirmed case bringing the state's total to 72. The announcement will be made later this afternoon. Meanwhile in Wales, goats have begun wandering through the deserted streets of the Welsh city of Clundadno. A local councillor told the BBC that the herd was drawn this time by the lack of people and tourists 
due to quarantine measures related to the COVID-19 outbreak. And in news just at hand, the Prime Minister has announced that there will be a free childcare program for parents during the COVID-19 shutdown that will apparently go into place on Sunday. We'll have more about that for you tomorrow. This is the Informer Daily on Joy 94.9 and across Australia on the Community Radio Network. There's so much information and disinformation about COVID-19. The LGBTIQA plus community has different needs than other groups. And to create a better channel, Daniel Bryce teamed up with a couple of other people to start an international Facebook group called LGBTI Coronavirus Response. I spoke to Daniel this morning about the group. Oh, look, it, it came out of um, a discussion with a few of us. Mm-hmm. So um, the we've got a chief moderator who, who looks after things, Rodney, and myself, and, and it was actually uh, Darren Russell, um, who's Professor of Sexual Health at Cairns. Um, and uh, we sort of came together and thought it would be great to use an online platform to see how community were faring with all this COVID stuff. And so you created a group and it's called... Uh, it's called the LGBTI COVID-19 response, and it's on Facebook. Great. And when did you start it? Uh, it would have been uh, a couple of weeks ago now, maybe mm. getting up to two and a half weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. And how many people are are interacting or um, are liking the page? Uh, we're up to about 930. So mm-hmm. it's been a really um, great response. And that's a really diverse group of people as, as well. Um, so we've got people that remember other health crises that we've been through, such as uh, HIV and AIDS. Mm. And then we've got people who are who have had no experience of this kind of um, health, health matter. Yeah. Um, well, I've been a member. Um, someone sent it to me a while ago. Oh, great. I saw some really interesting posts right around when it started. And one that really stuck out to me was someone who um, operated or owned a sex on-premises venue. And they're wondering, you know, at that point, they could still be open for like another 24 hours. And he's like, can I get signs? And then he talked about how it reminded him of the bad old days, which I thought to take. I took that as, you know, the HIV AIDS crisis. Right. And yeah, it's... There's some real reminders of some of that, but also it's it's really different, I think, because it, as opposed to um, AIDS, which started out as you know gay-related immune deficiency or something like that, GRID, um, it it you know coronavirus is something that impacts everybody, not just a sexual minority. So that's right. It's interesting um, that you know there are huge differences. And, uh, you know, you hear it in the media, we've never faced anything like this before. But, but I think we need to remember that when GRID came around, that that was also uncharted territory, um, that we didn't know if it was going to be just, you know, certain populations were vulnerable. Um, it, it was, you know, it was affecting everybody. And the virus, the virus had kind of, you know, slipped into any of these categories at the time and and you know community at the same way they are now we're kind of looking to each other how do we share our experience and how do we collectively figure our way through this as well so it is different but there are still there's so much that we can learn from the way that we responded um, especially here in australia is the group focused on just australian things 
Oh, we've got some international people as well. And, and looking at how things are done overseas is really interesting. A lot of people respond um, really well to some of the data that's coming from overseas. Um, it sort of puts things in perspective a bit. Mm. Um, and, and also, I think it's really important just to be open to how people are responding elsewhere. Because, um, you know, things are pretty bad in some places in the world. And, um, you know, people are still taking the time to share their, those experiences. And I think that's really important um, for us so that we can see in the context of things how, we, how we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. How do you police misinformation in the group? Oh, look, that's where uh, a moderator is, is really important. And there are a few of us that kind of assist with that moderation with the moderating of conversations um the facts and things is about the sources that where we where we're reposting information so we're really careful to make sure that those are credible sources um and also we've got a few really fantastic um professionals so scientists doctors um who are really who are working this um disease at the moment and they they often will offer their assistance with that kind of you know that technical stuff mm -hmm. i guess um, so, yeah, we're really sharing the load a, a bit with it. Uh, and sometimes the misinformation is kind of, it's good to point it out as well um, to, to try, you know, the myth-busting um, articles coming out are really great because yeah. you can sort of help people to guide their way through all this information. It's, it's, there's a lot of information. <laughs> what are some of the things that you've learned from being uh, part of a community like this? I'll just, I think what I've learned personally um, is that it does take all hands on deck at a time like this. That it's so multifaceted. Our, our, you know, our needs um, are so mm -hmm. different, um, and that you know coming together is a great way to help solve some of those problems. And also, we're all in isolation. Like I'm at home alone, so for me to be able to um, you know connect or have conversations with groups of people, it's really um, stimulating and it helps keep me focused as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I, yeah, and also, you know, just learn, just seeing opportunities where I can help. So, you know, we, um, we were talking on the group about things like, uh, rent assistance and how do you talk to your landlords about that? And that's, yeah. that's, can be a really difficult conversation. I was able to call some people on both sides of that fence and mm. see what they thought and share that with the group. So that's, that's been, um, a really nice kind of thing to do to to be still at home and, and just me here but to be able to reach out to people with a purpose um, yeah is really nice well and the information's changing so fast and you know the I was just reading the prime minister's statement from the 29th um and he mentioned that there's more information coming sometime this week about assistance for renters so yeah, it's yeah. sort of <laughs> It's it's not clear on when they're going to announce it, or we don't really have any ideas what to say. But if your rents due today, tomorrow, over the weekend, here are things you can plan for. Yeah, and, and you know that's really important information, especially if you're you you know what we call vulnerable. So if you've got limited income, if you've not got a job or regular money coming in now, you've got to really watch all of these changes because you don't want to be boxed in um, if suddenly they announce something that's going to help you as well. Um, and that's part of the difficulties at the moment, I think, mm. that we're all having, which is, okay, should I do, you know, should I pay my rent now or should I wait until that announcement, um, you know, and what difference is that going to make? And sometimes just even calling up your agent and saying, I'm going to wait can be a, a good way to keep communication going. Um, yeah, at least they know what that, to plan for or where you're at. 
Yeah, and that's a point I didn't actually know about that one. So maybe share that one with the group. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you going being um, living alone and being in isolation? What what are you doing to keep yourself A-OK? Well, I am. Um, I, I, look, I, I've worked through this, I think, with a lot of other people at the same time. You know, the first week was two weeks ago, and I kind of was a bit, I guess, loose with my uh, routine. And uh, mm-hmm. last week, I really made an effort. I've got a little schedule, which is up on the fridge. Um, I only allow myself to uh, watch the news twice a day. Um, I spend about 45 minutes on the group. Um, and then, you know, my work day is kind of a bit more regimented. And I'm hoping to introduce some exercise, mm-hmm. which I haven't done yet. But, you know, I think you have to build You have to build it slowly. You can't sort of just turn around and expect um, yourself to settle into a routine when there has, you know, when there's not been one like this before. Um, yeah. So I've sort of set myself daily goals um, and I set myself uh, apart from work, you know, outside of work, what I do. And look, I'm, I'm doing those really, uh, I guess, some, you know, those funny little things like getting up, getting dressed for work. Um, and after work is finished, getting undressed and into some casual clothes. And yeah. That kind of stuff uh, has really helped me, and I think it's important to reiterate it over this period because we're in this for a, a while, and sometimes those little things, you know, can slip. Um, and yeah, look, I'm just trying to now look at see what my exercise routine is and if that can be improved. Mm-hmm. And after binging on chocolate for a week, you know, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, I need to look at my diet as well. So that's the next you know, maybe for this weekend, I might have a look at that. That was Daniel Bryce speaking to me this morning. The group is LGBTI Coronavirus Response on Facebook. This is the Informer Daily on Joy 94.9 and across Australia on the Community Radio Network. Back in July of last year, it seems so long ago, doesn't it? Ken Wyatt called for a referendum on Indigenous constitutional recognition shortly after the Prime Minister shot the idea down. That week, Nicholas Kamenu-Sandry from the Informer Daily spoke with Linda Burney, who is an MP and a proud Wiradjuri woman. So what um, has happened is that there was a national process of consultation carried out by the Referendum Council, which has since been disbanded, and uh, they that culminated in a really big meeting of First Nations people at Uluru two years ago. And the Uluru statement from the heart uh, says three things. It firstly says that there was a desire to have a constitutionally recognised voice um, to the Australian Parliament. It secondly said that there was to be an establishment of a thing called a Makarata Commission, which would have the responsibility for agreement and treaty making. And thirdly, it said that there should be a national process of truth-telling. So the issue of constitutional recognition is about uh, having a referendum that would enshrine an Aboriginal voice to the Australian Parliament. Uh, The government believes, uh, I, I would, well, it would appear after last week, that where the Prime Minister is at is that he would uh, accept a referendum to recognise Aboriginal people in the Constitution. 
but not have a constitutionally recognised voice to the parliament. That that should be done by way of legislation. Now that sounds all very complicated, but essentially, it's basically saying that the government has ruled out a voice to the parliament in in the constitution, but would accept a voice um, created by way of legislation. So what would be the difference there and which one would you prefer? Well, obviously, the Labour Party would prefer a constitutionally recognised voice, um, as would First Nations people. And the reason for that is that if it is in the Constitution, it cannot be at the whim of a government to get rid of, um, get rid of it. We all saw what happened with uh, ATSIC, and the then Prime Minister John Howard and the then Minister Amanda Vanstone um, ab- um, abolished ATSI. So what First Nations people are seeking is a um, is an entrenched voice within the Constitution, so that no government of the day could get rid of it easily. Now the challenge there is that to get referendum and to make it successful in Australia is a very high bar. Do you think it's likely that Labor and the Coalition could come together to commit to constitutional recognition of Indigenous Australians within this term of the Parliament? I think that is absolutely possible, but the challenge is going to be uh, what the referendum question will be. Um, I have said that I am very willing to work with the government Um, in a collaborative, bipartisan way on this. But we also need to listen to what Aboriginal people and Torres Strait Islander people are saying and reflect what what we're being asked of, uh, not making decisions for Aboriginal people. That is going to be the challenge. What form of voice would Labor like to see this take? That's the $64,000 question. Um, There is not a design of the voice out there. Um, and there is the view from some that if this is going to be put for a referendum, people need to know what they're voting on. I can see some absolute sense in that. In that. Um, so uh, part of the next process is what's called a co-design process. And that will be um, a a building or a design of what the voice would look like, um, what its responsibilities would be and how it would be formulated. And that's an enormous challenge. Are you optimistic about the chances of uh, getting constitutional recognition for Indigenous Australians? And have, have you seen things sort of improve over the years in this area? Things have improved, but there is still um, terrible social justice outcomes for Aboriginal people, completely unacceptable outcomes when you look at things like incarceration, which has gotten worse, child removal, which has gotten worse, uh, life expectancy, which is starting to grow, uh, uh, differences, which is starting to grow again. So there are enormous, um, enormous challenges, incarceration rates and so forth. So we can't not work on those things at the same time as designing um, what a referendum should look like. I am optimistic because 
uh, is necessary to be optimistic, uh, but also to continue to work in this space, you have to have optimism. And you do see it with young people. You see inspirational things all the time, and it does keep you optimistic. Linda Burney speaking with Nicholas Kamenier Sandry back in July of last year. This is the Informer Daily on Joy 94.9 and across Australia on the Community Radio Network. Are you staying in this weekend? Of course you are! I turn to Joy 94.9's own Frock Hudson for a rundown of what's on this weekend. Don't know what to do while you're in isolation? Not sure how to while the hours away? Well, don't worry. It's me, the fabulously furry Frock Hudson, and I've got a listing for you with all the queer fabulousness that you can watch from the comfort of your very own home this weekend, whether it's via Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, or more. So get ready for what's on this weekend with Frock Hudson. The time listing for events are on Australian Eastern Standard Time, so if you're in another state or country, please do maths accordingly. The fun starts this Friday from lunchtime. You can watch the lunchtime lockdown with the fabulous Penny Tration and DJ Dan Murphy. They've been doing this every single weekday and it's absolutely fabulous. From one o'clock via Dan Murphy's Facebook page, it's a great catch up with celebrity interviews, guests and a whole heap of fun. But you know what's happening at 12.30? The amazing Landon Cider, America's next drag super monster, winner of the third season of the Boule Brothers Dragula, will be hosting a global drag king phenomenon where drag kings from all around the world are going to be performing. Australia's very own Sexy Galaxy will be one of them, and I can't wait to see it. Also, Friday at 1pm, get your fix of Drag Queen Storytime with Diamond, a great way to entertain the family and kids. All the details are up on Facebook at Drag Queen Storytime with Diamond, where you can hear a story, have a bit of a dance to a fabulous song, and have fun with the whole family. Then from 5.30, join Lisa Mann on her Facebook and Instagram page with Drinking With Wigs, where she finishes work with a bit of a chat, you put something on your head and have a whole heap of fun. Friday evening, of course, the fun doesn't stop. Sasha Star is hosting Drag Queen Trivia. You can register to join and play along and enjoy all the fun. Of course, where would we be without Lance De Boyle and Gabriella Labucci on Friday nights via Channel 31 or from the Lance TV Facebook page? Why not tune in and join all the fun? Of course, in their venue, Vaudeville hosts amazing drag shows, which we can all enjoy with some fabulous queens. But obviously, because of the lockdown, they're not open. So they're live streaming drag shows straight into your living room with Fabulash Fridays from 8pm. Why not participate in some Melbourne queer life drawing from anywhere in Australia? Kicking off from 6pm and happening every Friday over the next month in April, you can draw the body and face of a beautiful queer person from the comfort of your own home and learn exactly how to be the artist that you want to be. From 7 o'clock, Piano Bar Geelong is hosting a live piano bar. They've been doing entertainment seven nights a week via their Facebook page and it's absolutely fantastic. Then, of course, the lovely Penny Tration from Sydney will be getting her face on, answering people's questions and performing a bit of a number or two for the evening via her Facebook page. Of course, where would we be without Lexi Gaga, who from 9.30pm via her Instagram story is hosting Lexi Gaga Live from her living room. It's a fabulous camp thing to be a part of, so why not tune in to all the fun? The fun doesn't stop on Saturday night. There's so much to enjoy, so I'm going to dive right into the listing. The wonderful Tia Maria is hosting their very first solo drag show this Saturday night from 7pm on their Facebook page. They're going to be doing three numbers. It's going to be a whole heap of fun. I can't wait to join in. Of course, Piano Bar Geelong will be hosting Piano Bar Live with fabulous singing where you can request songs, have them sung by their wonderful performers and have a brilliant time. That's from 7pm on the Piano Bar Geelong Facebook page. 
Sure, they may be shut down, but Sydney's Stonewall Hotel is providing plenty of entertainment from 8pm with Stonewall Live filled with comedy, queerness and a ton of entertainment. Speaking of entertainment, there's a big cabaret show happening this Saturday night with cabaret performers from New Zealand and Australia coming together for Cooped Up Cabaret, a live stream variety show via Zoom. Don't forget about the fabulous Vixens from Vodavile who are hosting a gorgeous live stream of their Saturday night show. Why not jump onto Vodavile's Facebook page and get all the details for Saturday night with the Vixens. The fabulous pride of our Footscray is spreading pride not just in the West, but everywhere thanks to Pride Live on Saturday night, hosted by Bathsheba and Max via Twitch. It's a fabulous little camp thing to be a part of, so why not tune in? And of course, the lovely Penny Tration from Sydney is shifting it back for Saturdays on her Facebook page, doing classic numbers and performances from the Midnight Shift. And don't forget, you can party the rest of the night away with Poof Doof Direct every Saturday night from 9pm with local queens and DJs ready to entertain you. Also this Saturday, and I can't wait for it, is part two of Bar Kylie via the Bar Kylie Facebook page. DJ Argonaut is going to be pumping those tunes like you would not believe, filling your Saturday evening with even more Kylie fabulousness. There's plenty of entertainment starting earlier on the Sunday from 12pm. Via Facebook or Instagram, you can have a catch up with the gorgeous Baylor Moore. Have a chat, share your stories and enjoy yourselves. Also this Sunday, all the way from Brisbane, DJN, that's E-double-N, will be hosting Colada Sundays from 1 until, well, 6pm-ish, whenever they get over it, and they're going to be giving you tunes to help you while your Sunday afternoon away. Obviously, because of lockdown, the Laird Hotel is closed, so their Sunday social can't happen, but they're still doing Sunday social isolation. Pour yourself a cup of tea, grab a bevy, and join the Zoom chat, where the community from all around Australia are coming together to see how everyone's doing and have a Sunday afternoon natter. Of course, on Sunday night, Piano Bar Geelong kicks it into high gear with Pitch Please, their regular drag performance night. They will have drag performers, they'll have singers on pianos. It's going to be an absolute hoot. It's really fantastic to watch, so be sure to tune in. Also on Sunday afternoon, Sasha Star is hosting another session of Drag Queen Trivia to help you while your afternoon away, so why not check that out on Facebook? Of course, each and every day, comedian Lisa Skye is hosting The Nooner on her Instagram, filled with guests, laughs, and a whole lot of chat. Just because you're in isolation doesn't mean you can't connect to your community and your family. Whether it's your actual family or your chosen family, whatever we do, let's do it together. And yay for all of these different performers and people creating avenues to lift us all up. If you'd like to let me know about any more, why don't you hit me up on my Facebook page, that's Frock Hudson, and I'll be sure to share what's going on here on The Informer on Joy 94.9. Oh, what a packed weekend, I need to lie down. You know what, with so much happening, I forgot to mention what I was doing. Oh well, you'll have to check it out on social media. And that was Frock Hudson running down what's on this weekend. That's it for us from the Informer Daily today. Thanks to Frock Hudson, Emily Johnson, Dee Mason, and Nicholas Commander-Sandry for their production assistance. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, I'm your host, Arian Potts. Mahalo.
Informer is funded in part by the Community Broadcasting Foundation, cbf.com.au. And of course, the members and donors of Joy 94.9. You can help us by visiting joy.org.au and become a member or donate. Any amount helps us bring you community-powered radio. Thank you. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.